The thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyal Afwakwa. Pastor Afwakwa is the founder and general overseer of Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen somebody give God a shout of praise. praise the Lord lift up your right hand at the point of contact with the Holy Spirit thank him welcome his sweet presence once again that in this meeting he will speak to you Spirit of God we thank you we love you we appreciate your presence thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in Jesus' precious name. Father, we thank you. Spirit of God, we thank you for the communion and fellowship with you. Thank you for this time of fellowship with you in the word. Thank you that we have access to the spirit of wisdom and revelation. We receive from you unhindered by any satanic force or order. We bless you and we give you praise that our lives are edified and repositioned for exploits. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Humbly take your seat in God's presence. Amen. Okay, so we've been looking at praying with results. Somebody say praying with results. Or say it aloud, praying with results. Praying with results. Praying with results. The Bible says, call unto me and I will answer thee and I will show you great and mighty things without no way not. Matthew 6, 5 to 9. Matthew 6, 5 to 9. When you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the street that they may be seen by men as surely I said to you that they have their reward. But you, when you pray, somebody say you, when you pray, you, when you pray, go into your room and when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret and your father. So when you pray, shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret, the first father, and your father who sees in secret, the second father. When you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them for your father. Somebody say, my father. Say, my father. In verse 9, he says, In this manner, therefore, pray our Father. This is fundamental to resort in prayer. If you get this straight or you get this well, prayer is easy. Prayer is exciting. And prayer will always guarantee results. I'm not communicating here. Jesus talked about the fact that our Heavenly Father is a good Father. He said, You being evil know how to give good gifts. So, when it has to do with receiving from God or Prayer, by and large, receiving from God is one aspect of prayer, actually. In fact, it's the least aspect of prayer. When the other aspect of prayer is potent, reception is easy. I told you the last time, when there's frequent communication, I gave you the illustration. When there's frequent communication, a child, you go to school, and every other weekend you call that, I just called to check up on you. I called to greet you and uh, greet mommy and see how well everybody is doing. Say, is that all? Say, yes, that's all. I just wanted to say hello. When that is frequent, in fact, your father would find out every time what is wrong with you. 
He would want to know what is wrong with you. So before you ask, it is already supplied. In fact, when you have a long list of things you are asking, you are not receiving. Usually you want to check the fellowship line. Check the fellowship what? Check the fellowship line. Because you see, even what you ask is shaped by the fellowship. He said you ask, you don't receive. Because you ask amiss, you consume it upon your last. But when your fellowship, the fellowship is deep, what you are asking is polished by the spirit. So by the time you place it there, I mean, it's, that is why I say, delight yourselves in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. It's critical. So, two important things. Our right, somebody say my right. And my relationship. Those are the two things we said are important for prayer to be answered. You have to understand number one, relationship, and then you have to understand rights. And the relationship we are talking about fundamentally your relationship with the Father. Your relationship with the Father because prayer that is what it is. Your relationship with the Father. And we said that we need to know the nature of the Father. What about the relationship must we know? One, we must know the nature of the Father. The Father's nature is critical. He says, if you being evil, he's talking about nature, character here. If you being evil, know how to give good gift to your children. How much more shall your good heavenly father? So the nature of the father. So what is the biblical nature of our father? We need to. I said that your nature of God must not be shaped by wrong theology. It must not be shaped by wrong teaching. It must not be shaped by other people's experience. It must not be shaped by Satan. It should be shaped by the scriptures particularly as we find in the New Testament. And one of the things we see about our father's nature is that number one, our father is a loving father. Somebody says he's a loving father. That's one of the things we said. Our father is a loving father. He says he has loved us with great love. He has loved us with everlasting love. That's what we said. And number two, we said our father is a good father. Somebody say I have a good father. Say I have a good father. Yes, you have a very, very good father who is committed and has what it takes to meet your need. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knows everyone who trusts in him. Number three, we said he's a merciful and gracious father. Somebody say a merciful and gracious father. Say it aloud, merciful and gracious father. Okay, so we talked about the fact that God is a merciful and gracious father. And last night, I actually walked you a bit along the line again to see how even those who were in the Old Testament were very conscious of the fact that God was merciful and gracious. And then last night, we talked about the fact that he's kind and caring. Somebody say kind and caring. Casting all your cares upon him for he cared for you. That's why Jesus was surprised that while he was with them in the boat and 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 the waves were coming in or the water was coming in, they went to him and said, you don't care, we are perishing. He said, you don't know what you are into. We established the fact that in our era, he's not just with us. He promised to be with us. But the promise is actually made a reality. God is with you in the person of the Holy Spirit. And the more you become conscious of his presence in you and around you, then you will know how you'll be able to explore and live a victorious life that God has ordained for you to live. We said God is kind to the grateful and the ungrateful. Okay, and then we touched on the fact that he's able, right? Did we touch on able? We talked about the fact that he is able. Somebody say he's able. God is able. God's ability is not in doubt. Sarah almost had a problem with the angel that was sent because she laughed, and she laughed in a mocking way. She laughed in a way that was 
to, to doubt or undermine God's ability. So the angel was right on point. He said, is there anything too hard for the Lord? In the book of Jeremiah, I'm the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? It's not about God's ability. It's not what God can do. It's about what you can believe. Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible through him. So it's important. In the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9, the Bible said, God is able. I like scriptures that are very emphatic. He said, God is able to make all grace abound to you that you always having all sufficiency in all things will abound. So it just it just shows you the limitless ability of God. Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. He's able to meet all your needs, able to fix everything that needs to be fixed in your life. You see, that's what shapes faith. The reason why you ask and you are not sure whether you receive is because faith is not absolute. Faith will also not be absolute until you are certainly convinced of God's ability without any shadow of doubt. Praise God. He that cometh to God must believe that he is. You have already come to him and you must continuously believe. It's not like you are not coming to God. You have come to him. How many of you know you've come to God? You've come to God. And you will still have to come to him. You'll come to him when you're fellowship with him in prayer. You'll come to him when you're presenting your needs. You'll still come to him. And every time you come to him, you need to constantly remind yourself of his limitless abilities and capacity. Number six, he's a willing father. Somebody say a willing father. Say he's a willing father. He's a willing father. Luke chapter 5 verse 12 to 13. And it happened when he was in a certain place, a certain city, that Behold, a man was full of leprosy, saw Jesus, and he saw he fell on his face and implored him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Somebody say, if you are willing. Say, if you are willing. Then he put his hand and touched him and said, I am willing. Be clean. Immediately, the leprosy left him. Tonight, I tell you, God is willing. He said, I am willing. If you ever doubt whether or not, God is willing. Jesus makes it very clear. You know, in the book of John 14, 8, how am I sure that God is willing? John 14, 8 and 9. He said, Philip said unto you, show us the Father and it sufficeth unto us. Jesus said, have I been with you all this while and you don't know who the Father is? He that hath seen me has seen the Father. So if Jesus demonstrated his willingness to heal, the Father is much more willing to heal you. If Jesus demonstrated willingness to meet the need, even much more. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs 23, verse 27 to 28, it says, withhold not good from them to whom it is due, when it is in the power of thy hand to do it. This year, he is already attending to every need. He is already visiting every need. Shout a better amen. Shout a better amen. Most of the time, when people pray about something and the, the answer is slow at coming, Satan begins to uh, convince them that I don't think God really, really wants to give you this. There is certainly a place for appointed time in, in the timetable of God. I think that sometimes God will have to prepare you for it. And there are certain prophetic seasons God also has. And certain things must fit into that prophetic season. But what it has to do with basic things such as healing, meeting your needs, those are not things that uh, God tells you hold on at all. I'm not complicating here. If it has to do with prophetic destinies like shaping the destiny of a nation through the release of Samuel, then Samuel may have to wait because he must come at a time. Eli has completely abandoned posts 
and then he gradually assumes a role. Am I communicating? If you are going to conceive and deliver Samuel, you have to understand God's prophetic timetable and calendar. The same with John the Baptist. They were righteous. The Bible said both Elizabeth and Zechariah were righteous. They walk in the law of God blameless. Everything was okay. That is why it is fully for you to allow Satan to tell you God is not answering you because there's something wrong with you. Because of sin, because of this, all of those things are rubbish. Okay, so in that case, what was wrong with them? <laughs> tell me, what was wrong with them? The Bible says they, they were blameless. Everything they need to do. But this one must be a forerunner of the Messiah. And prophetically, they have to be six months apart. Everything had to, in the fullness of receive something from God when you didn't even have faith to receive it. The time came, like even Isaac too. Sarah had no faith. But the Bible says she received faith. <laughs> when the time is come, it's like a man who went to Jesus and said, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Lord, I believe. Then he said, help my unbelief. Because when the time is due on that prophet, even if you don't have the faith, supernaturally, the Holy Ghost will provide the faith. Yeah. I'm not communicating here. Supernatural. You don't know where, where, where it comes. When it is amazing to walk in prophetic season. Praise God. For me as a pastor and for us as a ministry, I know we are in a very prophetic season. I'm always a bit about years, but not like this year. Not like this year. Not like this year. Not like this year. I have never been so a bit about a year and a decade. I, I honestly, you know, when God spoke to me about this, I didn't actually know that it was going to be uh, the beginning of a decade. It was in the preparation and the reflections that I saw that, oh, so 2021, because I actually thought that 2020 was a, a decade. But actually, uh, it was a reflection. I realized that 2020 was the end of a decade and 2021 begins a new decade. So from 2021 to 2030, 2030 ends a decade. I'm not communicating here. And that is the phase we are in. Praise God. Our church is how many years old? Uh, 13 or so. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be 12 now. Now, listen. What is about to come eh? The, the 12 years is a preparation time. <laughs> it's, just, it's, just, it's just a rehearsal. It's just a rehearsal. Everything has been rehearsed. God has prepared us for this time. And we are going to push it. Yeah. Satan is in trouble. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Now listen, you cannot be in a moving vehicle and be stagnant. So whatever is happening in the vehicle, that's the same experience you are going to experience. That's why your orientation is critical and key. This year, one way project will be doing through the many things I will be doing is to reorienting your mind, giving you a new orientation. Because it's a decade project. Somebody said decade project. It's a decade project. So you have to be reoriented. We are going to lay the foundations very solid. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Number seven. I'm closing with this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Number seven, number seven, number seven is he's a faithful father. Somebody say faithful father. The faithfulness of God is not in doubt. I like it when in first John 1 9, he said, if you confess our sins, he's faithful. And just that's it. That's who he is. He's faithful and just. And when I come to uh, the time where I said that we'll be doing a series on knowing God, we'll look at that attribute about God. He's faithful and just. The fact that God is a just God. 
faithful and just. He is faithful. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 2, 13 or so, he says, but if we believe not, yet he abided faithful. He cannot deny himself. Malcolm is here. God is too faithful. He is too faithful. He is too faithful to fail me. He is too faithful to disappoint me. He's proven himself in my life. And I've come to realize. Okay, let's finish. Let me see you there. I show you. <laughs> The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 1.20, he said, for all the promises of God. Somebody say, all. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like, you see, I like, in the New Testament, when I see things like all, oh, I get excited. All the promises of God. Not outside Christ Jesus, in Christ Jesus. All the promises of God. So you, you have to, as I, I'm just being stirred up. <laughs> the promises of God. All the promises of God in Christ Jesus. All the promises of God in Christ are yes and amen to the glory of God. Certain. Titus 1-2. He said, in the hope of eternal life with God, which cannot lie. In the hope of eternal life with God, which cannot lie. In the book of Psalm 89, verse 34, he said, God, in my covenant, I will not break nor alter the thing which has gone out of my lips. Am I communicating here? In the book of 1 Samuel, he says that the strength of Israel shall not lie. 1 Samuel 15, 29. He said the strength of Israel, also the strength of Israel shall not lie. For he is not man, neither shall he repent. Numbers 23, 19. God is not a man that you should lie. He's not a man. Somebody say, God is not a man. He's not a man. He's not a man that neither the son of man that you should repent. Had he said it, shall he not do it? Had he spoken it, and shall he not make it good? You see, you see, when you rest your faith on the promises of God, standing on the promises of Christ, my Savior, through eternal ages, yet it praises rain. Glory to I'm standing on the promises of God. This guy, you're good. I like him. Standing, standing on the promises of Christ, my Savior. Standing, standing. I am standing on the promises of God. When you get to know, but unfortunately, a lot of us, Satan beats us every day because we don't even know the promise. You don't know it. That's why knowledge is critical. According as his divine power had given unto us all things that pertains to life and godliness through the knowledge. If you won't grow in knowledge, you won't see anything. All things are yours. But they are accessible through knowledge. Satan's principle to against the New Testament Christian is ignorance. Ignorance is either he will make you ignorant or he will blind you to the reality of the truth. Those are two things Satan has used over the years. And he said, what is Lest Satan should take advantage of it, for we are not ignorant of his devices. He said, In whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of them which believe not. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ should shine in their hearts. And this, that's all. That Satan is not as powerful. He has blinded you. 
Blinded you, if you cannot uh, see it, you can't possess it. That law is a Genesis law. Lift up your eyes and see. For as far as your eyes can see. Jeremiah, what seest thou? He said, I see the rod of God. You see where? If you don't see well, you won't be well. Am I communicating it? If you don't see well, you cannot be well. If you see yourself, though born again, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, be redeemed from the curse. If you see yourself as under a curse, you will be living like a cursed person. Am I communicating it? If you see yourself as a curse. Yeah, um, the way things are going, the way life, this thing is too cyclical. I think it's a curse. And they explain it in detail to you. Because you have left Christ, so curses can... Listen, I thought you were in Christ. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the Lord. Having been made... What is the word redeemed? Somebody say redeemed. 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 It's not it. Christ will redeem us. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the Lord. I have no business wasting my time teaching on ancestral curses. No. That's for them. One in a little affliction, then immediately people begin to, particularly when people begin to, when, when people begin to face a challenge, that is when curses are actually invoked. It delays a little, then it's a curse. No, it says for our light affliction, which is but for a moment. Didn't you see it in your Bible? And when God calls something a moment, why do you call it a, listen, then they will explain, a curse is anything that occurs a long continuance. <laughs> no, no, no. Cares for what? It's for a moment. You see, when God calls a moment, it's a moment because for Him, one day is like a thousand, and a thousand is like a day. So what you are saying? Oh, five years there, Watch it, and you go there, and things become complicated for you. Listen, if God cannot do it, let it not be done, and there is nothing He can do. Also, I'm not complicating here. There's nothing He can do. If you can't do it, if you really, really, really know God and your love, if you can't do it, I told you, the Bible tells you that he makes all things work together for your good. If you can't do it, let it not be done. Pastor Afraqua has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. To get a copy of this message and other messages as well as books by Pastor Afraqua, please call 540 or email us at faithhousechapel@yahoo.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afraqua on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our celebration services. Our first service, 6.30 a.m to 8 a.m. Our second service 8.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. And on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 7.45 p.m. At our church auditorium on the top floor of Nanama Ejakumar Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station Santata Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. God richly bless you.